the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to the Church of the Week program right here on your favorite station, AM 630 The Word. My name is Marcus Burgos. I am your host. And, you know, I was, I, I've been reading. I've been reading a little bit of the Old Testament and uh, even one of the Old Testament prophets. And, you know, they're kind of rough. However, sometimes we, we get angry or even offended by God. And I want to tell you something. God can handle our offense. God can handle even when we get angry at him uh, because he's working on us. He's doing stuff on us and in us. And I want to I want to encourage you not to allow any of these hurts that even they may come from God to keep us from God. The book of Hosea, chapter six, says it. He says it this way, beginning with verse one. He says, come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces Now he will heal us. He has injured us. Now he will bandage our wounds. And I think that's that's such an important balance in our lives. And sometimes we don't understand why God would do this, why God would allow that. And we're going through this and it's causing tears and pain and heartache. And I believe there is an answer. And I believe the answer is that God wants to heal us. He wants to remove those things from us. And sometimes, and I believe many times, God hurts us as a surgeon would hurt a patient. Because a surgeon, if he's going to remove a tumor, he needs to open up our skin. He needs to wound us. He needs to cut us in order to gain access. And so God does hurt, but he hurts as a surgeon. He hurts us in order to heal us. And so today, Receive the healing of God, even though it may have come from God. Allow him to heal you, that we would go forward, that we would go on healed and whole and full of his presence and ready to move on to what God has for us. So with all that said, I want to jump into what I'm doing here today in studio. You know, I, I say this every week and I've just given up that I'm going to say it every week. I love those men and women that travel the world and they preach the gospel all over the world. But I have a special place in my heart for those for those pastors, those local men and women that they visit us in the hospital. They 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 call us to check on us and they answer our call. They dedicate our babies and and baptize us and and they celebrate our 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 weddings and birthdays. And and it's a beautiful thing to have a pastor in your life. If you don't have one, I would encourage you find one. If you're looking for one, well, I got one right here. <laughs> I got one right here. His his name is Pastor Milton Howard. He is the senior pastor of Right Way Baptist Church right here in San Antonio. Thank you, Pastor Howard, for being our guest today at 
uh, the Church of the Week program. Thank you for having us, Marcus. Man, uh, I've been after you for a long time to get you on the air. Yes, you have. And uh, uh, finally, finally got you today. And so tell me a little bit about yourself. I know you're, you're pastoring a church, but before we get to the church aspect, I want to introduce San Antonio to you, to, to Milton Howard. And to, where, where are you from? Give me a little bit of history. Where are you from? And even how was your conversion? Where was, where was that at? I'm from um, originally from Louisiana. That's that's my home. At the age of 19, I um, joined the military, and um, in my first stint in the military, I was stationed at um, Fort Knox, Kentucky. Fort Knox, Kentucky, and I spent about 10 weeks there. And after leaving there, I came to San Antonio. Had no idea that I would be coming back here to pastor a church many years later. But I'm here in San Antonio, and then I travel different places in the world, as the Army does, takes you all over to different places. And so um, I finally came back here in 2010 to, to settle down. But a lot happened in between those ni- age 19 and where we are today. When did you When did you come back to settle into San Antonio? Well, initially, um, I came back in the early 90s because um, I'm in the medical field, um, I do nursing. That's what I've been a nurse for about 27 years. And so I work at Audie Murphy Hospital. And so um, that's where I got my training here at Fort Sam. And so I came back in 92 and I left and now now I came back in 2010. And so um, in all that training, so so that's what I do. I was in nursing. and, And so one of my friends told me, he said, the closest thing to ministry is nursing or being in the medical field because yeah. you understand people's hurt that you have to deal with people um, when they're at their lowest moment. You have right. to be there to help them and to 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 heal them, and so to to just deal with their the hurts that they're going through in life. That is that is a great point. We're going to put a pin in that. I want to come back to that. Okay. But but I want I want to know about you in your your upbringing. Did you were you in a home that was uh, a, a Christian home? Are you a PK? How was how was ministry or church in your life growing up? Was it anything? I grew up in a Christian home, but I wasn't I wasn't a PK. Um, my mother, she really um, loved the Word of God. Um, she's a, a woman of prayer, yeah. and um, she would teach us the Word. She would share the Word with us. Um, my conversion experience, and it happened. Um, in 1994, I remember um, I was going through a really tough time in my life, was struggling, and the one person I knew I could call was my mother. Amen. And so I went to a um, public telephone because we had pay phones back in those days, and um, I called my mom and I shared with her my struggles and mm-hmm. things I was going through. And as a, gr- a good mother, she sat there and she listened to me, and after I finished sharing my heart with her, she said to me in a lovingly way, son, you need Jesus. And once I hung up the phone with her, after our conversation was done, I was walking back to my apartment, and I looked up to heaven, and I said, Jesus, I've tried everything else. I guess I should give you a try. And so um, several days later, a friend of mine invited me to go to church, and uh uh, she almost dropped the phone when when I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to church with her, and um, after church we we're, we're sitting at the pastor's house, and so 
It was sitting there in the living room because I believe it was the um, 4th of July weekend celebration. Yeah. And so the pastor sitting there and I'm in the living room and the pastor asked me, um, did I want to be saved? And I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything at first. And then she followed it up with another question. She said, if you were to die tonight, mm-hmm. would heaven be your home? And I knew without a doubt that heaven would not be my home. And so I wrestled with that question sitting on the sofa. And then I said to her, I want to be saved. And so they were excited for me. And so they asked me to, to stand up and they would gather around me and pray for me. And they said, we want you just to talk to God. Um, tell him about your hurt. Ask him to forgive you. And so I remember standing there, closed my eyes and began praying and asking God to forgive me. Um, Lord, I'm sorry. Um, would you save me? And when I opened my eyes, I found myself on my knees yeah. and I was crying. I was weeping. I was a little embarrassed because I didn't know any of these people. But yeah. I'm standing there. I'm, I'm on my knees and I'm crying. But one thing I do remember, I felt different. I felt refreshed. I felt like um, the, like the Pilgrim Progress when if you're familiar with that, when he lost that burden, yes. it felt like a weight had lifted off me. I couldn't explain it, but I knew my life was different. And that was in 1994. And so a month later, I got baptized and been on fire for the Lord ever Amen. since. Wow. What a what a testimony of of a mother that is praying. I would imagine that she rendered the heavens for her boy. Amen. And and when you called and and she ha- she had the right answer. Yes. You know, she came right through and maybe you know, maybe let's take this opportunity because perhaps I would I would imagine there's there's moms and dads listening today that are perhaps even frustrated, fearful of the salvation of their children and they've been praying for years. And here you are. You are a testimony that God hears the prayers of of the righteous, of the moms and the dads that are crying out, you were already gone from your mom's house. Absolutely. So you're you're a grown man living your life, and and even so, God reached you, you know. And I don't know how far away you were from mom, but you got back to her. And 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 if mom was here today in this room, she may be telling me the story <laughs> of how she hung up that phone, you know, and how 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 grateful to God she was for that conversation. Amen. And so won't you address moms, dads, people that are praying for their loved ones and that have not yet seen a, a response to God? I would say to the moms and dad, don't ever give up. Um, don't look at what you see right now. Just continue to pray for them. Don't ever give up on them uh, because we don't know what God is doing in the heart. Um, sometimes they may not seem like they're hearing you or they're listening to you, but in my moment, I knew who I could call. My mother had planted that seed, and um, I think the Apostle Paul said that some plant, some water, right. but God gives the increase. Mm-hmm. We plant the seed in them, and we don't know who who they're going to run across in their life, who's going to water that seed, but we, but we do know that God will give the increase. So I would just say to you, don't give up. Um, Apostle Paul said, be not weary in well-doing, but you shall reap if you don't give up. You're going to reap a harvest just because I'm a living testimony. I I was a person that I didn't even think I could get saved. But <laughs> but praise God, he he reached down and touched my life and 
Now he has me as a senior pastor. So what a testament to God. So don't give up, mom and dad. Keep praying for that child and keep loving them. Let them know that you love them and and pray for them. And God will give the increase. You know, it's it's interesting. Sometimes we see people that are that are all the way messed up. Yes. And we know they need Jesus and they know they need the Lord because they're at rock bottom. But then there are other people that have their profession. They're mm-hmm. making money. They have right. a car. They they could pay their they don't their need is not financial. Right. But without Jesus, they're just as lost. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, just as lost. Because uh in Ecclesiastic the Bible says that God has placed eternity mm-hmm. in our hearts that the reason we can have a lot of stuff but not the Savior and still be lost right. because we're trying to fulfill a, a void with everything except the right thing. It's like trying to put a round peg in a square hole. Yeah. You can't do that. And so that's why um, the things, you know, I tell the church many times that it's not what you have, it's who you have. Yes. You know, it's not it's not the car you drive. It's not the house you live in. It's not all of that stuff. It's about having the Savior. I remember um, when Katrina had hit New Orleans, yeah. um, devastated the place. And my sister lived in, in the area in, in Kenner. It's an outskirt of New Orleans. And I remember calling her because I heard about the devastation, the things they had lost, the property damage. And, uh, and I remember being on the phone with her and said, uh, you know, I heard the— the loss you guys had, you know, the devastation and things like that. And she told me, she said, at least I still have my life. Mm. I'm still alive. The stuff didn't matter. Right. What mattered was that she was alive and well. And that's what matters, our soul and not our stuff. The stuff can be replaced. Absolutely. It'll come back. Uh, but we have to take advantage of the time we have yes. in life. Uh, the the saying is, it's better to be a living dog than a dead lion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right, because, uh, you know, the lion has no hope. No hope. Uh, but a dog can make a change. Yes. You know, and so uh, God God is able to find us where we're at, even if we're in our dog stage right. of life and, and transform our heart, as he has done for many. And that's why sometimes I question, uh, why do we lack faith? Why do we lose faith? You know, because of what we see. Why do we lose faith in God? If God transformed us and and reached us and changed me, you know, then he is able to do the same. He healed me. He can heal you. Right. Transformed me, saved me, put me where I am. And he can do the same thing for anyone. Yes. And and we're we're not too far. His arm is not short. Oh, he sure. can he can reach us. And like you were saying, he hears our prayers. If we don't if we don't quit, that's one of my favorite sayings. If we don't quit, we're gonna win. He's gonna win. We're gonna win. So I, I I thank God for that and for that and for that testimony. Now you so now you're 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 attending church. Where where are you at this point in your life where you gave your heart to the Lord? Attending church, um what I got converted. Where what city, what state are you in? Oh I'm in uh, I'm in Georgia. I was in Augusta, Augusta, Georgia at the time. All right. And so you, you, you got connected with the church, you got baptized, you gave your heart to the Lord, and you've been serving. Uh, but now from the point of, of making a decision for Christ and making a decision to become a, a pastor, that's a big, that's a big bridge. How, how did that happen? How, how did you feel the calling to be a pastor? Well, after my conversion experience, um, I developed as 
the Bible says in Matthew, a thirst and hunger for the mm. Word of God. Um, I couldn't get enough of it. Um, I would read, I memorize scriptures, and the Word of God was just became alive to me. It was my my nourishment, and so um, I had a desire early in my walk to teach, but I not to become a pastor, but just to teach the Word of God, to share the Word yeah. of God. And so as I continue to, to grow in my faith and years um, pass, um, I would get this question. People would ask me when I go to certain churches, say, are you a minister? Uh, are you a pastor? And I'm like, no, not, no, I'm a brother in Christ. I just love the Lord. And so um, going back to my mother, she actually spoke it into my life. Yeah. I remember as a as a young boy, um, probably in my early teens, um, my mom and I were riding along in the car, and we stopped at an intersection. And at that intersection to our left was a church. And she looked at me and she said, Son, I see you standing behind a pulpit preaching the Word of God. Wow. And lovingly, I looked at Mom and I said, No, Mom, with all due respect. <laughs> I think you missed it. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be a preacher. I don't think I'm going to be a pastor. I want to be a football player. Yeah. You know, that's what I wanted to do. But um, nevertheless, uh, mom was right. Um, in 2001, um, I got licensed, as we say, and preached my first sermon. And I talked about the great high priest, Yes, the great high priest. And my mother was in attendance. So she came from Louisiana to Georgia yeah. to be there. She wouldn't miss that day. And so... Um, and so from 2001, um, I came, uh, I went to, to California in 2003 because at that particular point, I was out of the military uh-huh. and I was working for the VA. And the VA, the Department of Veterans Affairs, kind of yeah. like the, the Army because you can travel, you can go to different locations. So my wife, um, she, she used to live in Sacramento, California. So we, we had a position there. The VA was offering a great opportunity, so we relocated to Sacramento. But eventually, from Sacramento, we came here to San Antonio mm-hmm. in 2010, where I served at St. John Baptist Church with um, Pastor Herman Price there. All right. And so I involved in a youth ministry and just anything that he wanted me to do, I just served there. Right. Isn't now, it, I, I think it's interesting. It's something you said at the beginning <laughs> of, uh, of your answer. People were asking you, are you a minister? Are you a pastor? I, I, find it, I find it a little funny how people will see it in you mm-hmm. before you see it in you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they start seeing, they start seeing the call uh, a lot of times before we even acknowledge that it's Absolutely. there. Absolutely. You know? Be- because, you know, I wanted to be careful I didn't run ahead of God. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to. Um, I appreciate um, people seeing something in me, telling me great things, but I didn't want to do it. I needed to be sure. I needed um, confirmation. I didn't want to just do this because somebody said, well, you should be doing that. And so, but I got, I couldn't shake it. I was like Jeremiah. It was like fire in my heart, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, shut up in my bones. I, yeah. I have to preach God's word. And so um, I remember how I got to the church that I'm pastoring now um, while serving at St. John. Um, one of the ministers that served there with me, um, C.J. Littlefield, he, he was, um, it was in November of 2017, and he gave me a phone call, and he told me, hey, there's, there are some churches in the area that's you know, looking for a pastor, uh, or at least to somebody to do pulpit supply, just somebody mm-hmm. just to fill in until they find their next pastor. Right. He said, well, is it okay if I give him your name? I said, well, sure, yeah, you can give him my name. Um, and so 
um, eventually right way called me and asked me would I come and preach for them. And so I went over and preached a sermon, preached from Joshua. Um, and then after the service, um, one of the former pastors who served the church for 19 years, his widow asked me, she said, have you put your resume in to become um, a pastor of our church? And I thought that was interesting because we have someone who's um, someone that served the church for 19 years. Now his widow is asking yeah. me what I put my resume in. And so I, I got the information and about three days later I submitted the resume and, and then in May of in May the following year, I got the phone call that they had called me to be their pastor, wow. and I gladly accepted it. Wow. So you're listening to AM630, The Word, uh, Church of the Week program. I'm here with Pastor Milton Howard, senior pastor of Right Way Baptist Church. And so now, Pastor Howard, uh, you're, you're there, and they have, they have called you to be the pastor of the church. Now let's let's talk about the ministry in the church. First of all, tell me again where where are you located? Right Way Baptist Church. Right Way is located at 807 Dakota Street, San Antonio, Texas, 78203. Our landmark is the uh, Alamo Dome. Um we're located in the Denver Heights um Historic Garden District. And so if you can find Alamo Dome, you can find <laughs> us. <laughs> Is that is that building right is there? Is that the big yeah. the big building off of two eighty one? Yes. <laughs> so so uh we can we can get to your church. You're just outside of downtown. Yes. Uh and, and just just is it east or, or southeast of the Alamo Dome? Um I think we're east of the Alamo Dome. Okay, just east of the Alamo Dome on Dakota. What time are, are your services? Well our services on Sunday mornings is at nine thirty. We have our Sunday school. And at 11 a.m. is our morning worship. We also have a midweek service, which begins at 6 p.m. on Wednesday. That's our prayer time. And at 6.30, we have Bible study. and We dive right into the Word of God. So you believe there's two things that you're saying right there that I, I think can identify your church, prayer and, and Bible study. Yes, sir. You, you, you believe in prayer. Yes, believe in prayer because, as I said in my testimony, it was my mother's prayer. Mm-hmm that got through to heaven and saved me. And so, yes, prayer is a foundation. Prayer is a key. Um, prayer uh, prayer is, um, is what we need. Yeah. You, you, you can't, it's been said like this, little prayer, little power. <laughs> yeah. Much prayer, much, much power. power. <laughs> yes. Good. So now, uh, Right Way is, is in a couple of weeks, you're going to be doing an event, I understand, for the women. Yes. On, on April the 6th, um, we're doing an um, event. It's called uh, the Women of Wisdom. That's our women's ministry. And they'll be presenting uh, something that's called Working It in White. And the theme is He is Able. And that theme comes from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, because in the beginning of the year, I told the church that this year we're going to be what's called Church Unlimited. Like mm-hmm. No boundaries, no limits. That we don't want to put any boundaries, any limits on what God can do. Yes. And so this event, um, so my wife want to take that theme and run with it. And so, and I'm grateful for that. And so they're going to be having a, a ladies event, an afternoon of worship on April the 6th at 3 p.m. And so all ladies are invited. Um, they're asking that you wear 
some white and you know white and some other color but you don't have to wear white we just want you in the building we want you to hear the word of god and just come and celebrate with us as we lift up the name of jesus uh it's going to be at right way it's going to be at the church yes it's going to be at right way at 3 p.m. on that Saturday afternoon. April 6th. April 6th, yes. Tell me about your, your, your website. Where are you guys located on the Internet? We're lo- located at rwbconline-sa.com. You can find uh, more information about our church, what we are about, the leaders, uh, different leaders that are at the church, our uh, mission, our uh, vision, and so our activities that we have going on. So if you go to our website, you even there's even a Google map there. So if you want to find us, you can Google us on the map. Now, tell me, how, how do I have to go dressed on Sunday? Do I have to go with my, my suit and tie, or, or what's the deal? You can come as you are, but as we say, we we don't want you to stay as you are. Right. Amen. Amen. So, Pastor, won't you invite us to church on Sunday? So, I want you to come out and be a part of our church. Um, again, we say you can come as you are, but we hope that you don't stay as you are. And so the Bible teaches us in Acts 16 that the Philippian jailer said to them, what must I do to be saved? And so Paul and Silas say, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. So we want you to come and believe on Christ and let him change your life. And then you could go on and be everything that God has called you to be. Well, thank you, Pastor Milton. And thank you for being part of the Church of the Week program. It's been my pleasure for you to be here today. And San Antonio, I need you to get to church. I want to invite you to go out to church this weekend. Find a place of worship. Everybody knows where downtown is. Everybody could get to downtown. And so on your search, won't you put Right Way Baptist Church on the list? Check them out at rwbconline-sa.com and uh, go check them out. Their services are on Sunday at 11 a.m., Wednesday at 6 p.m., and I'm sure you're going to have a great time. Thank you, Pastor Milton, for being part of the program. Thank you. Thank you, San Antonio, for listening. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.